0: During the first week of the year, about 50 students from here and joined about 16,950 other college students from all over the country at the Focus Seek Conference in St. Louis. My parents, they still live in St. Louis, I grew up there. My dad was able to come for uh, part of a day and he said to me, being around all these young people who were just energetic about their faith, who were we were seeking the Lord with all of their hearts. It was like putting hope and joy straight into his blood. He said it was just palpable energy. One of the things about these conferences, if you've never been to one, a big Catholic conference, maybe NCYC up in Indianapolis would be something equivalent or close to it, is that there's these things called Catholic celebrities. And it's like, you know, you think of the celebrities in the world and it's just on a smaller scale. And Probably the the biggest Catholic celebrity is is Father Mike Schmitz. He's a priest to the diocese of Duluth up in Minnesota. He did the Bible in the Year podcast. He's won the Catechism in the Year contest. That poor man can't walk 100 feet without 200 college students asking for a selfie. In fact, such is the adulation and love for this man. I was talking with one of my best Dominican friends, and he was saying, a student asked, him. he said, Father, have you seen Father Mike Schmitz? And he was like, yeah, I saw him washing our hands in the bathroom before Mass. And the student was like, "Oh, that was so awesome, wasn't it? We are a celebrity culture, regardless of context. Celebrities impact us when someone walks into their room it has an effect on us when i was studying abroad in ireland one sunday night in the little chapel on the campus there in galway i was praying before mass and we stood up to start mass and they said greet your neighbor and i turned and martin sheen the actor was standing right next to me that's the mass i remember from those months in ireland god has you know it's just there's just this thing about celebrities this oh we we think of all the connections And it's so powerful to us. In the gospel today, though, we see that when Jesus comes into the world, when he comes into his ministry here in the gospel of John, he just kind of walks into the scene. And no one notices except for John the Baptist. So often in our life, Jesus simply makes his presence in our life felt and known. Not in an ostentatious way. Not in the power of a celebrity. But as a brother. As someone who is there in our life. And He comes into our life repeatedly because He loves us. And He comes into our life in a real way. In the Gospel we heard St. John the Baptist say, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And every time we come to Mass, we hear the priest say those exact same words when he holds up our Eucharistic Lord who is equally present here with us now as he was in Galilee all those years ago. Jesus comes to us. He invites us. He loves us. He wants us to follow him, but he wants us to choose that not because of his celebrity, his power, and all of that, but because of love. He wants us to be free. In the story here, in the narrative of the Gospel of John, right after this, Saint Andrew, the first apostle in the Gospel of John, follows Jesus. And he's so overcome by the Lamb of God, the Son of God, that he goes to his brother Simon, who Jesus calls Peter. His life is changed. He invites his brother to change his life. And because of that, When Jesus dies and rises from the dead and goes back to heaven, they go out and change the world in the name of Jesus. And in the same way that Jesus walked into that space and Andrew's life was converted and changed, so too Jesus comes today. So too we will hear and we will see the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. But we get even more than St. Andrew did. Because we who are worthy, who receive Jesus, body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Eucharist, receive not just a guy over there, but our God and Savior into the temple of our hearts. We become like him. He transforms us into himself. So that the challenges and the burdens of this world can be overcome not through our strength and power, but through the power of the love that comes from the Son of God. And He desires to do this. Why? Because your holiness matters. Your holiness is vitally essential, not only to your well-being, but to the good of the whole world. Saint Paul tells us in that beautiful opening to the letter, the first letter of the Corinthians. Paul called to be an apostle. What is an apostle? One sent on behalf of another. An apostle of who? Of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, to the church of God that is in Corinth. To you have who have been sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be holy. And there's a, in a way there's a play on words here, because the church in Greek, ecclesia, means to call out. It's a group that is called out for something. Called out for what? Why do we gather to be holy? Because Jesus, who is holiness, who is love incarnate, desires to share that totally with you and with me right now in our lives. In the prophet Isaiah, we hear that you are being sent out to be. I, was, I am made glorious in the sight of the Lord, and my God is now my strength. We are called to be a light to the nations that my salvation may reach to the ends of the earth. And Jesus loves you so much He doesn't want to do that on His own. He wants you and me to be a part of it. And friends, that's what holiness is. It's not this outrageous like we shine like the sun in front of everybody. It's just simply trying to become more like Jesus. Following Him more closely. Being called out of all the rigmarole of our daily life, the mundane things, and to strive to seek the higher things. How easy is it for us when we come to Holy Mass to not be changed? To see the the host held up and to just think, well, here we go again. But in the same way that Jesus walked into the life of St. Andrew 2,000 years ago, He does today into your life. And you are called to be holy, and he wants to be with you. He doesn't want to force anything, and that's the power of it, right? That we see in the Gospels, we know the narrative that Jesus gets a following, but it's only those who are attracted to his heart and desire to become one with him that truly stand the test of time. Other people wander away. And even those closest to him, let us not forget, struggle to follow him and all abandon him except for St. John who stands at the foot of the cross. So Jesus recognizes how difficult our lot in life is. He knows. He becomes one with us. The letter to the Hebrews says, he is like us in all things but sin. The frustration you feel when you are let down by a friend, Jesus has known that to the highest degree. The difficulty of following and doing the Lord's will in the face of insurmountable uh, 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 obstacles, Jesus has known that and has experienced it in its fullness. He walks alongside us. He comes into our life so that our lives can be changed. The powerful thing about celebrities, if you ever get to know know, someone, is they're just like a regular guy or a regular woman, right? Well, of course they are. And Jesus doesn't want us to go to him because of all the things he offers to us, but because he wants to live in the regularity, in the normalcy of our life and elevate it to something greater. He's calling us today. He's coming to the altar. He's coming into your heart. Through the reception of Holy Communion in a state of grace, and he's calling you to take that next step. St. Andrew took that next step and it changed the world. The next step he's calling you to take has equal power and is equally necessary. Behold the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world.